Hey parents, are you trying to find a sport for your kids to do during the winter months? Have them wrestle. Have them join the Combat Wrestling Club at Combat Athletics located on Cooper Creek Road in Moxville, North Carolina. The Combat Wrestling Club wrestles a full AAU schedule with practices three days a week. I guarantee you that your kid will enjoy it. It is fun. And it will get them in shape, build self-confidence, and self-defense. Join the Combat Wrestling Club today in Moxville, North Carolina. And good evening, everyone. This is another episode of Cast of Champions. Today is Sunday. December 8th, 2019, almost time for Christmas, and I've got another exciting show for you. I have today, yes, today, UFC newcomer, Tony Gravely. Tony, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, sir. How about yourself? Hey, man, I'm making it, man. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, So, you know, I I, want to go straight into it. You know, I want to, first of all, um, the path you took to MMA, I, I want to start there. Tell me a little bit about the path you took choosing MMA. I know you're a college wrestler at Appalachia State and, and uh, Powerhouse Christiansburg in high school. So tell me a little bit about this uh, this kind of trip you went on. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll go ahead now. I, I, didn't, I didn't wrestle at Christiansburg High School, but uh, I wrestled at uh, Magna Vista High School, which is actually a lot smaller than Christiansburg. And uh, – we, I was actually the first and only state champion for Magna Vista, so, um, which kind of put a chip on my shoulder as far as, um, you know, how I performed in wrestling, um, in high school and leading up. But I'll go ahead and uh, I'll start, uh, I'll start where I'm at now. Um, so, but, oh, don't you live close to Christiansburg? I think that's what it was. Yeah, so right now I do. I, I live close now. We actually used to wrestle Christiansburg all the time in high school, and they were, um, wouldn't say like we weren't rivals as far as team wise, because the teams, their team was always really good. But um, I guess as far as like um, me and competition, um, Christiansburg and Grundy, those were like rival schools as far as, um, you know, for me and my weight class. But, um, but yeah, I I live, I live near Christiansburg now and I I train my gym that I train at now is in Christiansburg. So um, a lot of the guys that I wrestled then, um, I still see them now. I see them every now and then Uh, some of them um, actually, helping coach a little bit around the area. So it's pretty cool to see those guys. Um, they all outgrew me. Everybody, everybody that was like somewhat close to my size or that I even, you know, wrestled at one point are like twice my size now. So not even like got fat, but they just grew and I never grew. I got you. Um, yeah. So I know where Magna Vista is. It's just over the, uh, over the border in Virginia, um, kind of right at right right north of Rockingham County. So, um, you know, at some point, I think I did know that because I saw you at a lot of tournaments back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we – we um, I, my high school was – yeah, it's it's like right next to the border. So we wrestled at uh, Moorhead a lot. We wrestled um, – actually, a lot of the schools that we wrestled in North Carolina were closer than a lot of the Virginia schools just because of where, how close they were to the border. So um, I saw you at a lot of tournaments. I remember you – uh, I'd go to Mount Tabor a lot, Parkland, um, let's see, R.J. Reynolds, 
Moorhead. Um, trying to think of some other ones I remember. Trinity. Um, man, what's the, what's the one in Greensboro? Um, Dudley. Dudley. Like those schools. I remember all those schools. They all had they all had really tough wrestlers. For sure, for sure. And uh and we were talking about the uh the the I guess let's start let's start out from you know from high school. Tell us a little bit about the high school accolades and then going on into college and then wanting to pursue this dream. So um in, in high school I, I wrestled at Magnavista High School. Um I was a uh, two time state champion. Um and uh, we, I went to a couple of um, national tournaments over the summer and uh, all American three times, and uh, went to went to Appalachian State. Um, I was a two time Southern Conference champion, two time NCAA qualifier. Um, my my college career was kind of hit and miss. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with uh, maturity and how to deal with um, um, adversity as far as like. Um, pushing myself the maturity as far as um, making myself do things that I didn't want to do and I think that's what really helped me as a fighter too once I finally matured and understood that you know there's gonna be probably more days than none I mean more bad days than good days as far as like you not wanting to work out and do things so um, once I finally just kind of bought into uh, and accepted the fact that I'm gonna be sore all the time I'm not going to want to do things majority of the time and just doing them anyway. It really helped me as far as uh, once I matured and got that concept, it, that's what's helped me a lot with fighting. But how I actually got into fighting is when I was younger, um, growing up, my, my dad taught Taekwondo. Uh, it's probably, probably 30 years. So, I mean, when I was, when I was born, he was already well into teaching, you know, a good amount. So, um, I probably started Taekwondo when I was, I'd say about four, probably sooner, like at the house, but actually taking class was probably about four. And um, growing up, you know, everything that we watched was martial arts related, fight related, boxing. You know, we didn't watch football, basketball, any of that. It was all boxing, um, martial arts movies, and then MMA when it first came out back when, you know, there was like no rules and it was, when um, the Gracies are really big and there were no weight classes. Um, that was kind of when I started watching MMA when I was younger. I used to always tell my dad that, you know, that's what I was going to do. I was going to be an MMA fighter. I was going to be in the UFC and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I did, I did Taekwondo until I think it was sixth grade when I started wrestling and I quit doing Taekwondo and I, I wrestled full time and wrestled all the way through college. And um, as I got older, I always wanted to go, Wanted to actually start doing MMA, um, just never could until I was actually done wrestling. So once I was finished wrestling, um, I finally got into MMA. I think it was had my first fight in I want to say 2014, maybe. Um, had my first fight, and I just, you know, when when I got into it, um, I knew that that was what I wanted to do, and uh, I knew that it was something. When I first started, I knew. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to try this out and see how it goes. It was like I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I took it serious from the very beginning, and then I just haven't stopped since that first fight. I think I trained – I mean, it was a couple months, maybe like two, three months at the most before I actually fought. And then uh, I fought and 
fell in love with it, and I, I knew that was what I wanted to do for a living. Right. So you're up there. I believe you train at a tech top team. Is that that sound correct? Yes, sir. Right. And who's the coach up there? I, I, I remember him a little bit with my dealings with the MMA. Uh, Perry Gibson is my head coach. Right. Um, how are your how are your training partners there um, as far as, you know, because, you know, you're you know, you're getting ready to jump into the big times. So are they how, how are they at being able to push you to get you ready for your uh, your debut? It's great. I mean, everybody's <clears throat> at our gym. We've got a little bit of everything, and everybody's good, really good at something different. So um, we've got really good. We're, we're most we're predominantly a striking gym. Um, we've got some any type of striker striker you can think of. We got heavy handed strikers. We've got um, people that come from a taekwondo background. Some that come from a mostly kickboxing background. Um, so everybody's pretty diverse. We've got some long fighters, some short fighters, um, tall, skinny, you know, like all kinds of different, um, different, uh, you know, body types that you can get. And, uh, I get my wrestling from, uh, Virginia tech actually fortunate that I get to go there and, uh, I get to wrestle with those guys and, you know, those guys are better wrestlers than me. So it's, it's good to get, get beat up a little bit by somebody that's better than you. Um, you you know how that is getting getting it makes you better when you're getting beat up by people that are that are a lot better than you so um, but yeah I, I get a good a good mix of everything so it's yeah you know, I'm very lucky to have the people that I have the team that I have and and everybody helps in their own way well that's for sure and Virginia Tech um, has a has a solid uh, solid solid program um, I, and, and it's funny, I, I should remember the head coach's name, but I do know that about three months ago, one of my wrestlers um, met up against this kid at the Super 32 qualifier that happened that, were, that uh, was held in Moorhead this past year. It was a good, it was a good match. This kid came out on top, and I, and I was like, what? You know, I was like, this kid, kid sounds familiar. And it's like, yeah, because he's the, he's the coach's kid um, up at Virginia Tech. But, um, but yeah, that kid was pretty good. So, Looks like you're 19 and five, you know, pro, uh, I think it's, it's all pro MMA. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this record and it's, it's like one of those records where you should have probably been in the UFC well before, before then. So I want to know a little bit about, you know, this grind to get there where, most people would have quit and said, I'll never get there. You know, I, I beat this guy, beat that guy. You've, uh, you've held titles and, and, you know, a, a couple different major regional MMA level shows. Uh, you, and before you, before you get started in that, tell me a little bit about, you know, be, you know, before you talk about the grind, about how you had to approach your wife and say, I want to be able to train full time. Like, how, like, how hard was that? I remember you saying that on the contender <laughs> that you quit your job and train full time. So tell me a little bit about being able to do that and just, cause that's ballsy. I mean, I'm <laughs> kind of scared, you know? So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that, that was definitely, um, you know, that, that was definitely a big step. I, I remember um, I talked to her and, you know, she, she was, she was super supportive. It actually wasn't as hard as I expected. You know, I, I think that, um, it was more, it was more hard for her to get me to actually 
for her to let me start fighting in general, like just the my first amateur fight. Um, but I think after she's after she saw like how much I put into it and how much um, I loved fighting and how how dedicated I was, it wasn't um, that hard for her as far as you know letting me do it. You know, we we talked. I talked to my parents. We talked to her parents, and uh, you know everybody was on the in the same boat. They were saying, you know, you, I'm not going to get any younger. Um, if this is something I truly want to do and I truly want to commit to do, then, uh, you know, if I do it, I need to do it 100%. And that's exactly what we did. And it, you know, it, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, and it's still not easy, you know, still going to be hard for a while. Um, but you know, financially you go from, you go from two, um, full-time jobs to paychecks that you get, you know, regularly to, um, you know, now we're on one. And, uh, she actually quit her, um, she was a, she was a, um, a teacher that she went to school to be a, a high school teacher. So she quit teaching to work at a, a preschool so she could be, um, so she can get off more to actually go to the fights. Um, because anytime that she, she's, a, there's only been like one or two fights that she wasn't at and that she probably about had a heart attack cause she wasn't there to see it, you know, but, um, but, um, so you go from, you go from two incomes to one income. And then, um, so it's, it's been rough financially, but, you know, fortunately, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of people that, um, you know, there, there are people that from our, from my jam friends that I know, they'll just, um, over the years, they would just, people would anonymously give me money. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't ask for anything. They would just, you know, I know you're, know you're, um, you know, you're struggling, I know you're working hard. You know, I, I love what you're doing. You know, I'm behind you 100%. And, you know, people, um, as well as our parents, you know, everybody pitched in and, and, and did, you know, did a, a good part in helping me um, continue to do what I do. And uh, so that's why when I fight, it, it's not just about me. It's about everybody that's invested in me, um, you know, from, from coaches to uh, people that did it financially, whether they, you know, I, I know that win or lose, they're going to love me and they did it because they want to support me. But, um, you know, there's nothing I can do to physically repay those people back or to ever repay them back for what they've done for me other than to keep doing what I'm doing, do it 100% and do it to the, to the best that I could do it. So, um, you know, that, the whole thing, that whole thing was, uh, it, it's been rough, but it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm going up the hill. So, you know, I can, I can tell that it's, it's getting better. You know, I'm starting to gradually, everything's getting better. So, um, you know, I, I can't complain at all. It's a choice that we made. So, you know, I can't sit here and say, Oh, feel bad for me because I, I, we, I chose to do it. So, um, you know, it's, it's a choice I made and I, I don't regret it. I know that it's all going to work out. Right. So, you know, you're, you're going through these fights that you, did you ever think about quitting? Like when you, when you saw that, Hey, this person and I beat—he's got a shot in, in, uh, in Bellator or in UFC or One FC. Like, just tell me a little bit about how, you know, just you're getting—you know—you got a good record, and then you, but you just couldn't get into the big organizations yet. You know, did, did it? Did you get discouraged? Like, how did you handle that? Actually, actually, got discouraged. I remember um, this was actually. And it wasn't the fact that like other people got signed and I didn't, um, but it was, I remember, I remember, I think it was specifically um, when I had fought Pat Mix 
is one of those times where, you know, you're doing everything right. You know, I, I did everything, did all the extra work, did everything. And, and I, and I lost and it was like, man, I, I should not have lost this guy. He, I know he's a great fighter, but I just felt I should not have lost to him. And I lost. And it was, it was like, man, there's no telling how long it's going to take me to build back up, you know? And I got really discouraged and uh, everybody around me, specifically, mostly my wife, um, you know, I was like, I remember telling her in the back, I was like, man, I guess I'm going to have to go back and get my job again, you know, start working again. And she was like, nah, you, you came too far. You're too good to be, you know, you, you're too good at what you do to just go back to a normal job. So she, along with um, my parents, her parents, my coaches, um, everybody around me, you know, they, they helped build me back up. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can be strong all the time, but sometimes there's, there's, um, you know, I'm very, I'm very mentally strong, mentally tough, but sometimes you, you need other people to, to, um, to, to step in and kind of mold you back into place, you know? And, uh, I remember specifically that was, that was the biggest one for me. I, I lost and I was for like a couple of weeks, I was moping around and, you know, just upset and woe is me type thing. And, uh, I remember, I think one thing that helped is I had a fight. I think it was a fight lab fight. It was not long after. And that, that really helped. Um, that really helped get back on track for me. Like if I lost, then the the quicker I get back in there and win, it's almost like you redeem yourself kind of, but not really. Cause you're not, you're not rematching the person, but it's, you know, you get, you start getting your confidence back. Um, so that was like the, I'd say that was probably my lowest as far as I felt. But actually, no, I take that back. Before that, there was a time where um, it's crazy how this is. It wasn't that long ago, but I've had so many fights that it you start to kind of forget a little bit how mm. how close it was. But um, before that, um, so before the Fat Mix fight, um, I was thinking I was on a four-fight win streak. So before that four-fight win streak started, I think I had lost three out of my last four fights at one point. And that was, that was a low point. That was pretty, um, I, I remember that too. I remember, like I said, you, you put so much into something and you, you know, you, you're doing all the right things. You're doing as much work as you possibly can. And then you don't get the results you want. And it's, it's really frustrating and it, and it hurts, but you know, it's one of those things that if you stop, then, you know, you know, that, you know, there's not going to be a happy ending. You know, you're never going to get there if you quit. So, um, you know, you just keep going until you get what you want. Persistence, being persistent um, and just uh, continuing to push no matter what, no matter like how many times you fail. Um, if, if you truly want to succeed or reach a certain goal, um, all it takes is just con constant, con consistent persistence and getting that goal. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. And over the years, it's been, it hasn't even been that long. And it's crazy because it's been, let's say, like five years since my very first fight, maybe four and a half, five years. I've been fighting total, but it seems so so much longer because I had so many fights. But um, if I hadn't had all those fights, I wouldn't be where I'm at. You know, it seems like, it seems like I've had this long, these long years of a career, but it's, not really that long so um, which is good because I'm still growing I'm still learning I haven't reached my peak yet even though I've had you know 24 pro fights now um, right 
But, you know, it's one of those things you just got to keep on keeping on until you get what you want. Yeah, you're definitely growing as a fighter, but not as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think I stopped growing. And um, actually, if anything, I've grown, uh, I've grown like thicker water. Um, I think my muscles are growing a little more. um, But as far as from like high school, I don't think I grew like maybe one inch since high school. But um, I've put on maybe like 30 pounds, but that's just like, I think my muscles are finally filling out, getting my old man strength and stuff. So <laughs> getting my oh, dad bought. <laughs> oh man, you're you're twenty you're, you're twenty eight, man. You're you're <laughs> you're still young, and I tell you, your uh your Patrick uh mixed fight. I mean, you you lost via wrestler's kryptonite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that that catches all of them, I think. And and, it, and you when you took your first loss, you you ripped off six straight wins. But and and then lost to uh uh Pat I want to say well yeah but anyway so you and you're doing you, you know just to do that you you stayed the course and uh so how is this well before I ask that question so was there any was there any times where <laughs> you were almost there like that before you got signed with the UFC prior to that was there any was there any talks or where you had a chance where maybe their talent relations or, or reached out to you and say, Hey, if you win this match or this fight, we'll sign you. Um, or was going through the contender the first time that you kind of had the opportunity. Um, I actually, a couple of times I had um, got offered some Bellator, but it, you know, it was one of those things where I, I'm, I was very adamant on, being in the UFC because when I was a child, that's what I said. I said, I wanted to be in the UFC and that, that was what I wanted. Not that, you know, not knocking any other big promotion, but that's what I had my eyes set on was, was being in the UFC. So um, I got offered some Bellator maybe two or three times and I just kept turning them down because I wanted to be in the UFC and it wasn't, you know, not because, uh, and I, and I know the money is probably the same, but for me, it wasn't about the money as much as it was setting out to do something I said I was going to do. So I, you know, I, that was my goal, that specific thing to be in the UFC, because that's what I had my eyes on since I was probably about six or seven years old. So, um, you know, I, I, that was, you know, I've got those offers and, you know, it's, it's hard when you are having issues financially and then you get offers for like the same amount of money you know, it's hard, but it's, and that was another thing too. I was talking to my wife. She was like, well, we've been broke for this song and what's, what's being broke another year. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of what we, what she told me. And, uh, you know, that, which, which, you know, it means a lot that she has the same, um, had the same mindset as me. We, we're adamant on a specific thing. And like I said, I'm not knocking any promotion. It's not that I'm better than any promotion. It's just what I, what I had set out for and what I had, said and spoke so many times so that's what I wanted but um other than that you know I I just you know I hadn't hadn't talked to anybody I just been fighting just um I just know that um you know that when you when you the the promotions that I fought for um the titles I had uh PA Cage fight King of the Cage and CES you, you see guys from um a couple of those promotions they they're title holders they get signed by big promotions so I knew that get it holding that title those titles um 
would be the key to, to doing that. And um, those promotions um, have done a lot for me. And uh, getting those titles, get you know, that, that helps get eyes on you. And um, I think uh, having the CS title was probably, um, I think that kind of sealed the deal for me other than, you know, just having a, a good win streak. But, you know, getting that exposure through them and all the help they've done, um, I think the, I think almost every bantamweight they've had to have their title has been signed to the UFC. And uh, I, I'm just – I'm glad that I was able to keep that tradition going, you know. So um, – and I'm sure whoever the next person that holds that title is probably get signed too. But, um, but yeah, as soon as I heard about the Contender Series, I was – you know, I was obviously stoked – and, uh, you know, I, I was ready to get it done. And I was excited that – I was just excited that um, you, you have this goal in mind and to know that, like, those people even know you exist type thing. You know, it's just, just knowing that, um, like, oh, man, they, they know my name. They, they know of me, and they want me to fight, you know. And, and to get – to go through the whole process of the Contender Series and get signed – I mean, and to win, and then Dana White himself say, I want this guy – in the UFC was probably um, the coolest thing I could have done. So like all of those, you know, all that persistence, all that, that long road was like all worth it. And it was probably the best case, the best thing that could have happened. The coolest thing for me is to have that whole experience. So it was, it's surreal. It's still kind of hard to believe that, you know, I'm in the UFC. Well, you know, you, you believe it because you, you worked hard for it. And I'm glad you told me about, the you know the grind because i think some people it's because the ufc is basically almost just over commercialized everybody wants to be a fighter and i deal with fighters a lot and just in and i won't blast the guy's name (laughs) name out but just two days ago i get a i get a, a guy that wants to fight he he uh wrestled um i want to say wrestled at mcmichael actually right down the road from you and he's like, I want to fight. He was like 33 years old. Uh, you know, how, how do I get in the UFC? That's where I want to go, like, first fight. I'm like, <laughs> like I get I get that stuff all the time. And, you know, and you got to let them know, hey, like, that's not how you go about doing it. Like, it's, you know, you, first of all, you're already behind the eight ball because you're 33 <laughs> and your body's only going to get older. Um and I hate to be that way, but I'm I'm blatantly honest when I talk to him. I'm not saying that it's not in the cards for you because miracles happen, but it's going to take a miracle to start now. And, you know, just because you're the baddest guy in Rockingham County, uh, you know, you're going to have to fight everyone else's baddest guys from the, from the other counties across, <laughs> across the country. You know, like it's, it's not easy. And they just, you know, Oh, I got the hands. I do this. I, it's, uh, and, and, you know, then I go work out with him and I'm 30, 37 years old i'm like dude i, I just tapped you out these <laughs> and, and i'm like there's 135 pound white belts that'll tap me like so i mean we we got problems here so um but it, it's it's letting them know it's just not easy like there's a there's dedication and there's work and and, and then when you when you see it they want to fight it's like okay well here's the gym and then they show up maybe once once a week they'll show up during sparring days i'm just want to spar <laughs> like I mean, you, you, you know, I'll get those crazy fighters, man. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. You know, you, you gotta really, you know, I, I want them to really listen to this podcast so they can realize what the grind is like. Um, so with the contender that they, did they reach out to you or did you have a connection? I know that you, you kind of 
worked out with Derek Bronson, which, of course, has all the connections you need to get somewhere uh, in a UFC. So tell me a little bit about how, how the contender contacted you or how that relationship was formed. Um, that, I think that actually happened through, um, uh, through CES, through having that title. Uh, Jimmy, the owner of CES, um, he, he had been contacting Sean Shelby uh, a, a, a good amount. And as soon as um, I guess it was after my, it wasn't wasn't much longer after I think it was like March when I had, I say March into March was when I had my last CES fight, and um, I think I heard something about I think it was like beginning of May, but I think I'm pretty sure Jimmy had been contacting him pretty heavy um, about you know about having me either get signed, you know, I was hoping to get signed and be, be on uh, one of those last minute calls on a card. And that was kind of what I was expecting. I um, wasn't even, it wasn't that I wasn't um, like, wouldn't want to fight on the contender series. I just, you know, I felt like, I felt like. I you were better. Have, why, did, why did you, why do you need to go to the contender series when like I'm, I'm 19 and five, you know, um, uh, I, I get where you're coming from. It's like, I want to just go straight in there. I don't want to have to do a contender series or an ultimate fighter or all that other stuff that catapults you into the UFC. Is that what yeah. you did? Well, yeah, it was kind of like that. And it wasn't like I was, be- you know, I didn't feel like I was better than that. I just felt like I didn't, I feel like, I felt like, you know, I thought I had proved enough to be on. Um, but, you know, as soon as they, when they messaged me and, and, you know, they emailed me and I remember, um, I think that the message was, um, it was, you know, they were saying, you know, Tony Gravely versus um, Ray Rodriguez, let me know what you think. And like, of course I'm going to take it, you know, like, and um, so with me, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like I should be on the card. So I would take any fight because I feel like I'm, I'm good enough to be on already. You know, I'll, I'll fight anybody because I know that I'm, I deserve to be amongst the elite. You know, so I was like, absolutely, like let's let's do it. Just give me time, place. You know, and it, and it the whole experience was it was it was really cool because, um, just like getting to, um, getting to be a be a part of like go to the performance institute and you know I'm not even big on lights and cameras and all that stuff, but getting to do the you know the whole photo shoot and all that stuff was pretty cool. You know, it was like one of those things. It's it's like the closest you can get to UFC without being in the UFC yet. So, and I'm the type of person that, you know, if I can see something, like I, I, I visualize everything. If I can see it, I'm going to get there. But if I can touch it, well, I, I'm getting there, you know. And just to be there and to see it and to get to experience, like, everything, all the, you know, going out there and um, <clears throat> going to Performance Institute, seeing, like, being amongst all these fighters that you see on TV and, and knowing that you belong there, not just like, oh, they're such and such and being super starstruck, but being like, yeah, like I, I belong, you know, I belong here next to this guy working out in the Performance Institute, you know? So that that was really cool. That whole experience was, um, you know, of course, like I said, I, I was looking to get signed, but I'm glad it worked out the way it did because, um, you know, I, I feel like everything does happen for a reason. And, and that experience was one that um, – is was a special one and it's um a lot of people don't get that opportunity so to get to do that and to get to um you know experience that um 
have my family come to like the performance institute and watch me fight and like you know i've got one of my cousins and my uh my father-in-law um they got to come there and they got to watch you know see people that they see on tv so you know they probably were a little starstruck too because like oh there's such and such so it it was cool to see that and to get to bring them with me um on this journey and you know have them like you know i'm not big on uh, being starstruck but if i can bring somebody that likes that and they're getting a kick out of it it makes me happy oh yeah it it's funny you brought 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 that up um i you you probably see you know we're friends on on the social media sometimes i i get down to uh good gyms to have some of the best fighters in the world and Uh the first time ever um uh i went down to american top team i want to say it was like seven years ago and Maybe maybe eight, seven or eight years ago, um, a good buddy of mine, uh, Steve Montgomery, who I got a lot of fights uh, for, you know, when he was a pro. Was he, that um? They call him Creepy Steve. Is that yeah? Is that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I remember him from the uh, from the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I I got him a lot of his pro fights to where it was, you know, helped kind of catapult him to get, you know, his first UFC start when he got it. But I get down there, and I. I, he, I, I crashed at his place. I get up. We walk into American Top Team, and the first person that I bumped into was Mike Brown. And, <laughs> you know, people, you know, these new school people, you know, they, they don't really know Mike Brown and, and you know, and, and how how good of a cat he was. So uh-huh. I'll look at Steve. I'm like, Steve, man, I just bumped into Mike Brown. That's Mike Brown. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, and, and he's like, yeah, I was like, well, I want to get a picture, but I was scared to ask. He was like, that is probably the nicest person to ask in the gym. Like, he, <laughs> And so like, I got a picture. And then after that, Tiago Alves starts, you know, walking in. And, and it went from there. You know, I don't want to be – I try not to be a picture whore, but I, 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 I turned into a straight slutty one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> picture after picture. Um, but – it was, uh, you know, it, it was a good experience. So I, I, I frequently go down there a lot and, you know, you get your, you know, your Wani and J checks down there. And I, I knew when, when I went down there this past August, I was, I, I was like, I know Dustin Poirier's down there training for Khabib and all that stuff. And I said, I'll be satisfied. I just want to get a picture with Yuana, you know, <laughs> I, I like Yuana. She just, she just cool. But, um, so yeah, but you, so you get on the, you, you get on the, uh, contender series you get the contract so let's let's go to uh you know and i knew i was I, I, when they posted it they they said okay we're bringing up we're bringing a fight night in raleigh north carolina on uh january 25th so i remember actually tagging you in there and then come to find out i guess you get the call and yeah. you're gonna make your ufc debut against uh brett johns um uh, on january 25th now most people that i know that makes their debut when they debut some of them have to go to a show in mexico or or on the other side of the 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 world yeah you get to make your debut about two and a half hours away from your house tell me about that man man that that like that's amazing because i like like you said i i know of a lot of people they they got to go to other countries and you know, they got to be the out-of-town guy. They go to Brazil. They go to Mexico. They go to uh, Russia, you know, somewhere, Korea, somewhere, like, way out of the way. But to get the opportunity, 
every time I, I got it, I only got a chance to fight close to like in North Carolina, maybe um, like as a pro, I think it's like three times, maybe three or four um, out of all my fights. So, um, and every time it's always great. It's amazing. Cause I've got, I've got family and friends from all over Virginia, North Carolina. So, and I wrestled in college in North Carolina. So I've got a lot of buddies in North Carolina. So to get the opportunity to um, those guys see me, the last time those guys saw me fight live was for fight lab. And to now, you know, uh, I love fight lab. Fight lab was one of my favorites and they love fight lab, but to be like on a regional level fight. And then now the next time they get to see me fight live, it's going to be on the big stage. You know, it's, it's awesome. I, I, I couldn't, I remember I, I was saying, I was like, man, I want to be on the DC card because I didn't know they were coming closer than that, you know, because they haven't been much closer than that. I didn't know. And I was saying, you know, I want to be on the DC card. I want to be on the DC card. And DC isn't, <clears throat> isn't all that close to me because I'm, I'm Southern Virginia. So it's probably about four hours from me, but to, to know that I've got the opportunity to go to Raleigh is just amazing. Like I, I couldn't have picked, a better place to go and to have my debut than Raleigh. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's super close. Um, people from all kinds of areas of my life from, from when I was a kid that I met in high school, people I met in college, people that I just met, you know, everybody gets the opportunity to go and um, it, it, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to um, not only get to, get to make my walk to the cage, but everybody else gets to see it. Everybody that, you know, knows me, has known me for forever that loves and supports me. They all get to see it too. And they get to be there. And uh, like I said, they, it's cool. They, they like watching me fight, but it, it makes me feel good because like people that, that are, you know, starstruck by being like the UFC and the fighters, they get to experience that as well as say, oh, my buddy's fighting tonight, you know. So um, that's that's super cool, and I, and I can't wait to to see everybody there, to feel the energy, and, uh, you know, get to hang out with everybody and, and have them experience that special moment with me. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you – I'll tell you this. I do feel like that the UFC was about to make its way back because I know two two years ago – it was Charlotte just last uh, June. It was Greenville, South Carolina. So yep. I knew that it was that, that that they were getting ready to come back, and and it just so happened to be at the right time. So we're talking about you getting ready to fight. So do you when when these fights are you do you deal with management now? Has any any kind of these big management companies like first round and and sucker punch or any of these people contacting you or is this something that you're able to kind of handle yourself actually i've been messaged by a lot of a lot of managers a whole lot of managers and um i just recently signed with um with dominance mma um derek um derek's derek's been really cool i met derek the the reason the way i met derek is because Austin Trotman is his wrestling coach and Austin's my buddy. And, uh, so I was down visiting my in-laws in, uh, they live in Southport, North Carolina. So, um, I saw Austin at one of my other buddies' weddings, uh, not too long before. And I was like, I was like, I was like, man, you you need to talk to, talk to Derek and see if I can come down and, 
and uh and train with them when I'm down there for Fourth of July, and uh, I mean not Fourth of July, but I can't remember when it was, but it was somewhere around there, and um, I I went down and uh, I hung out, um, not hung out with, them. I I trained with them, and Derek's been super. He's been like almost like a big brother, like he um he's a really nice guy. He he uh you know he he messages me every now and then, asks how I'm doing, asks how the family's doing, um how you know any preparations going, all that stuff pointers advice um so he's been like a big brother but um after the contender series fight um he was telling me he's like yeah ali ali uh kept asking me about you and um so you know i talked to him and um ali's a great manager and uh he's a great guy and uh so uh, i signed with Dominic Simmons. i think it's been i think it was probably only about two three weeks before I got the rally fight so it was pretty short um after I, I signed with them and I got the got the Raleigh fight. Well, yeah, it's great. And I, I actually I've had a couple conversations with uh, with Ali and Derek is a is a nice guy. Every time I'm in Wilmington, I'll I'll give him a call and you know he, I'm I'm always able to meet him somewhere or go to his gym. Um, just wanting you know if you look at him, you know he, he, he looks like a mean guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 gonna tell you it. it it's really when it comes to somebody that wants to help people and he, you know, and it helps the kids that he helps with his youth program down there. I mean, he's just, he, he, he's just a good, a, a good hearted guy. I, I, you know, I don't have a, a, you know, there's not enough good things, you know, that you can say about Derek Bronson, but yeah, he, he's a good guy to get to know. So tell me how you're going to be able to, as you start, but you know, you become successful, how are you going to be able to deal with, with the people because um, there's gonna be people that are gonna that are gonna want to attach their name to you, and they're not gonna have your best interest in mind. Like, are you know, are, have you planned for that, or tell me uh, just a little bit about about that? Um, you know, I I haven't thought too much about it, but you know, as you start to grow, like you know, as I as I you know got signed to UFC and start to grow, you kind of see, um, and of course, like it's you know gradually starts things like that happen, but um. You know, I've I've got a tight knit group of people that that keep me down to earth and that keep me, you know, have my best interests in mind. And uh, you know, I feel like you know, as long as I stay with those people and and I keep them, uh, I keep listening to them and I keep them um, around. I think you know they'll help me deal with all that, you know, all that stuff. But um, you know, I I know it's gonna come. I haven't really thought too much about it because I, you know, I just. Most thing I think about, I just think about fighting. I don't really think about the, the glam, the fame, and all the, you know all the other stuff that um, that comes with it. I just I just like fighting. Um, I like I like setting goals and and working hard to get to the goals. Um, you know, sometimes I don't like working out, but I like when I don't like working out, I push through it and I look back and say, man, I'm glad I glad I did that. So. Um, but you know, when that time comes, I feel like you know everybody that I have around me, all all the people, I, I've been I'm pretty fortunate. I've got a lot of the same people that um, was with me when I like around the time I was wrestling in high school, won my first state title. Got a lot of those same people are still with me. So um, those people have been with me from the start, and I feel like you know they they always have my best interests at heart, and I feel like they're gonna always you know protect me and make sure that you know I'm 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 level headed. I'm doing the right things. Um, I'm motivated, and uh, I'm not doing anything crazy, letting letting people get me off my game and things like that. 
Yeah, you got it. That that's the one. That's the most dangerous thing, you know. When when you start when you start to be be successful, these these people coming out of the woodwork, and you seem like you got to that you have a plan for that. Um, I want to get back on the subject of uh of of Brett Johnson. I know you go to Tech Top Team, but have you been hit up from any other major camps wanting you to come train with them, or do you feel like you found a home at Tech Top Team and they can give you the training that you need? Um, I haven't been messaged by by anybody, um, but I feel like you know if if I wanted to go somewhere else to train, I could. Um, you know that that may be something I I might do every now and then. But, um, you know, for the most part, I, I feel like where I'm at is, is good for me. Um, I've, I've grown every fight, you know, for some people may not, look, you know, may not look like I'm advancing because most of the fights look the same. But, um, you know, I can see the improvement. Um, everybody that I've been around sees improvement. So I'm, I'm gradually getting better every day, every time I fight. So, you know, I feel like, um, you know, although we're not a huge gym with, um, you know, with a lot of big names, um, I'm still, um, they still push me and we still help each other grow. And I take pride in the fact that, you know, I, I don't necessarily have to be at a big gym to, to keep growing and to be at the fight at the level I'm fighting at. But I've also been, I've been down to American top team before and trained, uh, I've been twice. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody's great. I, I, I like everybody. Everybody was cool and down to earth. And like you said, when you went in, I was like, oh, there's so-and-so. But, you know, I didn't want to take a picture, but I was like, oh, there's so-and-so. And mostly for me, it's more like the older guys, like um, like Andre Arlowski. Like I used to watch him when I was younger. Um, people like um, – and also like Steve Mako because I, I was – like he's a big big in wrestling. So I was like, oh, there's Steve Mako, you know, Mike Brown, um, Tiago Alves. Um, Dean Thomas yeah Dean Thomas yeah Dean Thomas I saw him down there too so I didn't get to work with him while I was down there but um, I saw him down there so um, getting to see like the older guys is what I'm those are the guys that I'm like oh my god it's such and such you know like for me is the older guys because that's what I when I was younger that's what I remember watching or the the older ones fighting and then wrestling like see Mako he's not that much older than he's not old old but you know but I remember watching him wrestle let me ask you this: Did you have you been down there since they moved into the new facility? Um, so not... the, the I don't so there's one that that was kind of in a in a in a little shopping center, and then there's a, a, a standalone building beside the hotel where you walk in and you see the logo up the, at the top right, and you got so much mat space, and there's an upstairs that they have dorms in. Did you go then, or was it? Uh, have you been then, or was it before they moved into that facility? It was. It was then. It it was recently. It was. It was this year. I went. I've been. Let's see. I think I've been twice this year. Okay. Um. It was like March, and then it was Fourth of July. So yeah, it was twice this year. So it was the new facility, with yeah. all the all the space, all the. Um, it's a lot of space. I got a lot going on. Um, well, the dorms and I didn't get to see the dorms. I just was only in the workout area. Right. You know, it, and it was, when I went, when I went August, of course, I've been down there enough to where uh, they all know who I am. You know, R- Richie Guerrero, who runs it, knows who I am. Conan knows who I am. Dean Thomas knows who I am. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, one, one of the funniest people down there is King Mo. If you ever, oh, if you ever I forgot. Him. I don't know how I forgot about Mo. Mo is another one of the ones that I, um, 
that I um, was like, oh, there's Mo. And Mo actually, I saw him at the Contender Series, and he gave me his number, and he was like, yeah, let me know if you want to come down and train with us. And he's another one of those guys that's like a big brother. He's messaged me a couple of times, asked how I was doing. You know, I was going to come train with him again and stuff. But, yeah, I, I don't know how I forgot about Mo. You can't forget about King I Mo. I feel bad. Like, he was, he was saying, like, actually, he's somebody that I talk to a lot. Like, he's just a – he's actually one of the funniest guys when you go down there. Um, And and so, yeah, he's he's just a, a, a pretty nice, nice guy. This uh this Brett Johns guy, what do you know about him? Um, how, Do you guys have any mutual opponents? What, what's, what's the uh, skinny? What's film looking like on him? I don't think we have any mutual opponents, but <clears throat> I've watched his last, um, I guess, well, pretty much all of his UFC fights. And, um, you know, he seems like he's definitely a tough guy. Like, um, it, obviously, at this level, everybody's going to be tough or should be tough, you know. But um, I feel like he's just a really gritty. He's a tough guy. And um, I, I think he's got some judo. Um, and his, his he's got some pretty good boxing. And, uh, you know, I think his biggest attribute is that he's just going to be really tough and he's going to he's gonna fight from start to finish, which, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm the same way. I'm going to fight from start to finish. So um, I feel like um, realistically I, I don't think I'm a good style for him. I think that he's one of those fighters that when it comes to winning fights, he's better when he's the top guy. There's a lot of guys that are – if they're on top, they um like if they're they're gonna do great as long as they're on top and if they're not on top then it's hard for them to win and i feel like um it's gonna be hard for him to get on top of me and if we hit the ground it's gonna be because i put it on the ground uh i I don't see him putting me on the ground um unless i want to go to the ground so um i think that stylistically it's not a good one for him as far as that goes, but I know that regardless, he's not going to quit, which is what I'm excited for. I, I like fighters that, um, for one, he's never been finished. So I like fighters that aren't going to quit and ones that, you know, haven't been finished um, because that gives me, that gives me something to look forward to. I want to be the first, I want to be the, the first to make them quit and the first to finish them. So um, that gives me something to look forward to. Right, as you as you go into this UFC, or are you gonna? You've always been a humble guy, but a, a lot of people now just to kind of get the ratings, get the attention, they go, they go to the trash talk. I mean, what do you think about that? Nah, I I I'm ne- I never I couldn't be a trash talker. I, I'm not for one. I'm not good at trash talking. Um, two, um, I just you know I, I I am the way I am, and I feel like that's why. Um, you know, the people that I do know that do follow me, I think that's why they like me is because I am the person I am. And, uh, you know, the, it, those are genuine fans. Those are not, I don't like, I don't, I don't like to say fans. Those are genuine supporters. Um, I feel like if, you know, the trash talk and all that stuff, it, it's, it's big for, you know, I guess it's good for money and selling fights, but that's a short term, that's a short term way to get people to, to like you. And, uh, it's really easy for, um, for you to be a trash talker and then you start losing and people don't like you anymore, you know? So, but when you, I feel like when you're genuine and you um, continue to be the same humble person, the same genuine person, you're always going to have more people that, that want to be a part, want to see you do well. 
And, uh, you know, I plan to keep doing the same thing and, and keep gradually getting more people that want to see me succeed. So then, then I'll ask you this. What do you, what do you think about the route that, uh, the, the people's champ Kobe Covington is taking? <laughs> yeah, he, he's a little extreme with, with the way he, he does stuff, but I mean, it's, um, I guess, you know, he, he's one of those people that he, I guess he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care what people think regardless. Um, but either way, I mean, it's, it gets people's attention, whether they love him or they hate him, they're probably going to tune in to watch him fight anyway. So whether it's to see him win or to see him lose, they're going to want to see the fight, but either way, he's, he's a good fighter. So yeah, the, no matter what he says, you know, he's been backing it up. So, um, oh, yeah, he's, I he, wouldn't he, do that. Yeah. Yeah, he and he's got he's got a he's going he's got to have uh Usman out who's actually uh signed with dominance actually. Yeah. Um I will tell you this. Um what happened if I told you that Kobe's actually a good buddy of mine and this this goes back to a a, a top team story. Remember I, I said I went down about 7 8 years ago. Uh-huh. And so we're down there and, and Steve Montgomery creepy he says, "Hey man, um, we're having a hard time finding fights for, for this, uh, for this amateur or, well, he was a pro then we're having a hard time trying to find fights for this pro. He's a all American wrestler from Oregon state and nobody's going to fight him. You know, you, you know, you think you could get him on the North Carolina show. And I was like, yeah, when I come down there, I'll get to meet him. Well, um, at this time, you know, he was actually a fighter that, 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 so what, what you're hearing is true. He lived with George Masvidal, uh, in his apartment and he, I remember talking to him and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it, you know, right now I'm living with George. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of helping me out a little bit. And then, uh, we were, we all got together that it was a Saturday night. There was a UFC fight on at a local Hooters there in Boca Raton. Um, and, so Kobe came and everybody's ordering food, but Kobe didn't order food. So I, I, I I'd had his number. So I kind of sent him a text message. I was like, Hey man, you're going to order food. He was like, Hey, you know, it, it, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any cash. Well, I'm a broke fighter trying to make it. So I sent him a message back. I was like, all right, dude, you order what you want. I'll pay for it. I, I'm not going to be that dude. I'm not going to sit here and watch everybody eat and enjoy themselves. And you're not like, I, I don't play that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, ever since then, I, we, we talk off, you know, off and on or message or, or, or text. And every time I come down there, um, you know, I, I'd see him in the gym, say, hey, or, or whatnot. Well, so this last time that I went to top team, it was in August. Um, I hit him up. I was like, hey, man, I'm coming down. I'm going to be staying at uh, Steve Montgomery's house. Uh, I, I'm going to try, try to get up with you. He was like, well, how long are you going to be down? And this was uh, – uh, he was flying out. To, to do some kind of media stuff with the UFC. So he was flying out on a Monday and I met him for, uh, for dinner on a Sunday. And we, and it was, it was a good restaurant. It's called doc B's in Fort Lauderdale. If you ever down there, go to doc B's great, great mm-hmm. restaurant. So we're, and so, uh, he's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pay for your dinner. I was like, well, you don't have to do that. He was like, well, I owe you. I was like, what do you mean? And then he actually remembered that time. And he's like, you've always been a nice guy since then. And, 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 you know, I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I at least done something because, you know, that was just a nice gesture when there were people that sat there just known me way longer than you that never really didn't even offer. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I'm sitting there, I said, Hey man, I got, 
I, I coach a club wrestling team, a combat athletics. I help coach up there, and 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 you know, and there there are kids up there that are they're Kobe Covington fans. I want can you shout out three on my Snapchat, and I'll like I'll give you a name. She shouted these guys out and I tagged them in on on Snapchat. These kids were like <laughs> on top of the world, like because they. They thought that I was kind of BSing around when I told them that I knew Kobe and when I was going down or I was going to dinner. Well, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> and they, they failed to realize like how, how long I've been involved in, in, in MMA as just being people to have gotten people fights. And, you know, I've, I've worked up, you know, to, you know to, to get to know certain people before they even before Kobe even hit the, the octagon. He was just somebody that I talked to and supported. So um, Kobe is a nice guy who is playing a bad guy i mean he he's the first to he's probably one of the most kind-hearted people you ever meet you know but you know he's gotta he's gotta be the hill i mean and and it is what it is so i i support him i mean some of the stuff he says is a little bit strange, <laughs> but it's like nah, that's kobe you know like when he said when he said yeah you know uh Robbie, you know, you you better ask your friend Matt Hughes, you yeah. know, you better get off the track with it. I was like, that's that that's some cold that's some cold blooded shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways though, man, um uh but that was that that was my that was my uh my my Colby store. And by the way, uh January twenty fifth, I'm gonna get some tickets, but I gotta know. I am I'm, I'm party, what's up? Yeah, absolutely. After party. Well, we I usually don't have after parties, but I try to get everybody together. We at least go out to eat or something. But absolutely, okay. absolutely, I'll, I'll let you know. Hopefully, I guess the hardest part is being able to, um, I guess, find a place to have that's gonna fit a bunch of people. You know, um, yeah. because like I said, a lot of the people that I have a lot of. Um, there's a lot of people that have friends and, you know, they think, oh, well, I got a lot of friends, but I really do have a lot of genuine friends that have been with me for a while. So every right. time we have fights where we can, they can come, I try to get everybody together. So, um, if, if we can find somewhere where we can get a lot of people, but either way, I mean, I'd love to have you wherever we go. Absolutely. You know, my, my, my biggest problem is on that day, uh, there's the Philip Reed Invitational at Glenn High School. And I'm like, I got to be there. And you know how these tournaments go. Yeah, you never know <laughs> like, how long they're gonna last. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm prepared to I'm prepared to dip out early, but I know that there's one of the wrestlers who wants to who wants to go as well. So I'm like, all right, you know, we'll 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 play it by ear. But um, hey, you know, if you uh don't have anything, you know, anything more to get off your you know get off your chest, man, we can we can end it, but. I'll tell you, man, thanks for coming on the show and sharing, you know, sharing your insight and your journey, man. It, um, you know, I think, I think up and coming fighters can learn from this and know that not to give up, you know, you got to find that one reason like Chell Sonnen says to get back in that fire and fight, you know, because it's not an easy, it's not an easy route. Absolutely. I mean, and, and I've learned through life, like I said, maturity is going to like that. That's what helped me. That's what, that's why my, college wrestling was so inconsistent if I felt great I'd do well if I felt bad I'd do really bad and, and, and just maturing and knowing that there's going to be a lot of times where you don't feel good but you got to find a way to to still do it regardless and uh that's the same with with fighting with life you know, there's gonna be a lot of times where you know you don't want to do stuff pardon me there's a lot more times that I don't feel good than, than I do feel good um but I still you know make it happen but um regardless man you gotta 
um, you got to have at least one good reason why. There's always going to be um, – there's a million reasons why you shouldn't do something, but it only takes one to actually do it, you know, so one good one. So, um, you know, some people – some people it's for family, it's for yourself. Um, for me, I always make sure that it's about more than just me. I've, I've got a lot of people that um, – a lot of people where I'm from, where I'm from, that you know, they look up to me and what I'm doing. Um, whether they're kids, adults, um, you know, I'm a, I got my wife, my my family, my parents, uh, my wife's parents, everybody, you know, behind me. So um, I'm doing it for more than just Tony. So um, it's it's a little easier. Well, it's not easy, but it makes it easier to to do these things when you know so many people um, not necessarily rely on you, but they. They expect good things out of you. So, um, you know, you just, it's, you just got to push through it. You got to, got to, um, no matter what it is, if, if you said you're going to do something or if you expect to do something, you got to do whatever it takes, no matter what, uh, until you get the job done. You know, I, I was, it, you know, when you're talking, kind of brought me back to, to, to one thing. Um, but after you kind of got the, uh, the, the, the UFC deal going how many times now between the time you've been announced or, or, or that you had the contract all the way up to now, how many pictures have you taken? <laughs> like how many <laughs> random people, like how many like random people that know that, that has stopped you at a Walmart that you, you are, you know, like tell me a little bit about that. I, I got to know. It's, it's been a good amount of people and it, and it's um, like between um I, let's see. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the the place where I was at where I absolutely had no clue this is gonna. Um, I think I might have been. Uh, my wife's parents moved to Nashville. No, let's see. No, it was in Nashville. I can't. I can't think of a specific story right now. But but yeah, there, there's a lot of times, and I'll be out, and people will just say, "Are you Tony Gravely?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh man, I watched your fight on the Contender Series. Congratulations! Can I get a picture with you? And uh, it, it's just crazy, you know. Like um, usually, like where I'm from, like in Martinsville, I go and people know me. And it's always been like um, it's been more of just that it's a small town, so everybody knows everybody. Like, oh, it's Tony. Hey, there's Tony. You know, but um, to be like any normal place and to have somebody say are you Tony Gravely? You know, like it's, it's, it's crazy to, to have that happen, but it does. I'm trying to think of, I feel like there was some like crazy story and I was just shocked, like that somebody remembered me or remember that. I can't remember right now. My memory sucks. Getting punched too much. No, it, it, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. It's just, you know, it's, I, I know it's, you know, your life's getting ready to get good, but it's going to get annoying on that point of just, people stop you and you and I and I'll tell you a famous athlete told me um he said take all the pictures that you can sign all the autographs that you can because there's going to become a day where you won't be asked anymore and that's the day where you become irrelevant so Mm -hmm. um and and so I you know that that's probably what I would I would say to you um but I know you're gonna have to handle that you're probably gonna have to get your number off of Instagram <laughs> or, 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 or change it. It's just, it's just funny. Cause I was like, uh, I remember hitting you back for this podcast. Cause I, I, you know, I, I really never had your number. Cause I, I was like, all right, well, I speak to him enough. I can get, I can, I always get 
always get in contact with him. But then I was like, well, shoot, his number's on Instagram. Like, I'll just hit him up, make sure we can get it through this podcast thing. Cause I don't know how much, how, how often he checks his DMs, but, um, but yeah, that's actually how I got it. <laughs> I, got, I didn't even know my number was on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was wondering yeah, you how you got take it. it off of this, yeah. You might want to take it off of this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I didn't know it was on there. Like I didn't know how you got it, but it didn't matter either way. Cause I, I know you, you know, like I didn't know if yeah. I had given it to you at like a, a fight by fight or something. But I, yeah. um, or if you, I mean, you, you know, people that I know too. So, you know, I didn't, um, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I know. It's a real, I knew, like, if I, <laughs> I, I needed it, I, I could have got it. It's just, it was, well, yeah, it, it's on there. Like, I think maybe you probably did it back in the heyday of coming up and, and needing promoters. Like, let me put my number on there so promoters can contact me directly if they come across my, my Instagram. So, uh, yeah, but. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where you might want to check it now. You get random people <laughs> calling. Yeah, yeah, and now, but and and before we go, like, is there anybody you want? You know, you want to shout out? I mean, I know you, you, you know, your wife's been your rock there, but anybody else? Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, you know, I, I have pretty long thank yous because I'm one of those people that you go for. It. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, the more the more thankful you are. Um, it used it used to be like this. I, I heard somebody say this. I forgot who it was. They were like, the more thankful you are, the more um the more you get things to be thankful for. And at first it was like, Oh, I need more things to be thankful for. Well, it really didn't. But um, the more it happens now, it's more of, I'm not even worried about what's coming to be thankful for. I just have so much to be thankful for already, but things just keep happening and coming and I always have more. So the thank yous get even bigger every time. But, um, but you know, either, either way, I, I'm really big on being thankful because I know that I got where I am, not just because of me, but because um, all the hands of everybody else that's helped keep me together, helped uh, build me, grow me as a person, as a fighter, wrestler, whatever it is in life. So, um, but yeah, I'll go ahead now. So first, you know, I like to thank my wife. Of course, she's, she's the biggest, my biggest supporter. Um, If it wasn't for her, I I couldn't do what I'm doing. And there's no way that, um, you know, I would get through a lot of the emotional things I got through as far as fighting with without her, um, as well as, you know, everything that she does for me as far as, um, you know, allowing me to fight full time and, you know, have to have to, uh, you know, pretty much babysit me and be my mom as far as, um, you know, finances and just everything she does for me as far as cooking and making sure everything's um, I'm, I'm eating right, eating healthy food. Um, just, she does, she does so much more than I could, I could ever explain. And I'm, I'm more grateful than I can ever explain. Um, I can thank my parents. They've, they've always done great things for me, always been supportive, no matter what it was, they were there, whether it's wrestling, fighting, they were super supportive. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more grateful to have the parents that I have. And I always forget, and I feel bad. I think I can think my my in-laws, my parents and parent in-laws, parents in-law, you know, they they're awesome parents as well and and uh to have not one set of great parents but two sets of great parents is just amazing and everything they do for me, they treat me as if I'm their own child. Um whatever I, you know, whatever I need that they're they're more than help, more than ready to help me and uh, I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, my my coach Perry Gibson um I he's he's been he's been with me from the beginning he's like a father figure to me um you know i like to thank him for everything he's done for me all the knowledge he's given me as far as um life knowledge fight knowledge everything uh my teammates at uh 
Tech MMA and uh, my teammates at Virginia Tech as well, and also the coaches at Virginia Tech. You know, those guys um, at Virginia Tech they treat me as if I'm I'm on the team. And uh, you know, if I if I wanted one of the coaches to come in, there's been a couple of times where Coach Frere, you know, I was like, can you come in and roll with me? Um, you know, there's no practice. I'm not on the team. He'll take time out of his schedule to come and to roll with me and make sure I'm in shape and um, you know getting a good hard roll in. So um, my family, friends. Everybody loves and supports me. Um, all the likes, shares, everything on Instagram, Facebook, everybody that's bought tickets uh, that have been with me from the start, everybody that's that's new to supporting me, you know, I appreciate it. I, I hope those guys stick with me. Um, happy to have them behind me. Um, like they dominant MMA and a fellow group. And, uh, you know, everybody, like I said, everybody that has, has had their hand in, and making me who I am, the person I am, the fighter I am, uh, couldn't be more grateful. And, and thank you for having me on your show. Uh, it's been great talking to you. I think this is, I've known you for so long, but I think this is the first time we've ever really like had a conversation, but I've been knowing you since, I mean, you, you've been seeing me since probably ninth grade, I'd say, um, yeah. all the tournaments I've been to in North Carolina, um, you know, it, which has been a ton, way more than Virginia. So I mean, I've been knowing you for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're coming up in the game, man. <laughs> so far as these tournaments, man. But that's great, man. Hey, January twenty fifth, guys, go uh, get your tickets. UFC fight night, um, in Raleigh. Hey, hey, Tony, go out there and up the smoke on them, man. Yes, you got to up the smoke, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I do, hey, I, I do appreciate you, man. See you. No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. That was Tony Gravely, um, and he's going to make his UFC debut January 25th. Um, and, you know, I, it, it, he told you this guy's been through the grind, and, you know, plenty of times to quit, man, and, and he didn't. And so now he's, now he's making his debut, and uh, it's going to be uh, probably going to be at the ESPN Plus, probably ESPN Plus, or, or – I don't know where he's going to be at on the car. Either way, you're going to be able to see it. So, at the end of the day, go support him. Um, and it's been another episode of Cast the Champions. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you. Thanks for joining in.